Hello, world. It is I, again, joined by my partner in crime, Big Boy Matt. What's good, Big Boy Matt? Hey, we got football on today. Let's rip. Now, I want to hit you guys immediately with something that we've been working on. Now, this is going to be our new intro. Take a listen. So you guys are officially welcome to the show. And to start, me and Matt obviously don't have a life. And with this nope. comes binging, um, sometimes shitty, but also sometimes quality Netflix television. And what I did this week is I ripped through 10 episodes, 55 like minutes each, dude, of this Dahmer mini docuseries on Netflix. And it essentially deep dove into our boy, into our LGBT QIA plus killer. Um, did you finish it? You better have. That was your homework assignment. I finished it like Jeffrey Dahmer finishing a victim. <laughs> so you ate it. Yes. And what did you think? Were you shocked? Did you? Did it actually hold your attention? I'm going on Facebook, and some of my some of my boomer friends are saying like, "Oh, this is boring." Uh, some spots were a little boring, but. Otherwise, it was a captivating show, especially if you're a psycho like me that likes like the true crime shit with the serial killers. So, so. do I. And it's getting to the point where, Karen. yeah, like I think if it was 1972 and me and you, maybe we're down on our luck. Something happened. Something doesn't break our way. I think me and you might, you know, I wouldn't gay murder somebody, but I think me and you might have that in us because I do find myself watching a lot of that TV for absolutely no reason. I was also uh, clinging because I am a Evan Peters fan. I think he's a good actor. He was in the American Horror Story shit back in the day. So Excellent actor. Also, low-key, was in a porn. So go ahead and... I could see that. Yeah, he was laying pipe. Um, Good for him. So yeah, so Jeffrey Dahmer, I don't know if people know, if you haven't finished it, spoiler alert, I mean, the guy got fucking like tire ironed in prison in 1994. So you're a little late to the party. It is pretty crazy though. The veracity of his crimes, he died again at 34 years old. He was born in 1960. And by the time he was dead, I think he had killed and eaten like 17, 18 people. That's insane. He had a pretty good run. And whenever you looked at like the end of the show, it listed his victims and when they were killed, he went through some spurts there. Like he wouldn't kill somebody for like years. Oh my God. And then God. he'd reel off like four people in a week. Dude, the people don't even know that. Obviously I'm not going to show it. Let's not dox one of the hosts here. Right. We, you know, we don't want to get canceled, but nope. Matt was murdered. I was Matt. I didn't even know that was, he was murdered. He was LGBT murdered. He was eaten. And um, now it's funny because were you one of the victims where he kept your genitalia? That's the real sign of like. I don't think so. Oh, I no. think mine was pretty low key. Like didn't really get a lot. It wasn't in the show. It wasn't at all. Yeah. Any, no, it wasn't any of the characters. So I think my killing was pretty low key. Probably, probably boring. Matter then. You were probably yeah. ugly and you probably had small genitalia. So that's that's like insulting from beyond the grave. Now, um, do you think, you know, as the show progresses, it comes to find out it's, it's unique in some ways. For one, he had an excellent support structure. Now, his mom, from when he was born, was on a lot of meds. Psychotic. I think that's 
part of like the era and stuff, right? Like shell shock is what we call PTSD now. I think they just gave women with anxiety in the suburbs barbiturates back then. I mean, that's yeah, just, just pumping them with pills. That's just what they did. And he's a he's a byproduct of that, of course. I think he's obviously, you know, he's probably an autist. He's probably on the spectrum. But at the same time, um, you know, his father had an excellent job. His grandmother was around in his life and was somebody that he actually cared for. She supported him in the typical boomer grandma way. Uh, he lived like in her basement style shit. Again, his father was a college professor. He continually, you know, wrote well things on his behalf to the judge, to the DA, to whoever. Right. He was always in his corner to help him out and to make sure that he, you know, was potentially getting treatment as opposed to just getting killed. Um, taxidermy. Do you think that uh, his father, you know, introducing him to a lot of these different hobbies early on in life, you know, like, you know, I don't even know if it's a hobby, but just driving around and picking up dead animals. Um, that's like serial killer 101 in a, in a way. Like, do you think that potentially can contribute to this dude, like, murdering a bunch of people? Or is it nothing? I think in this case, no, because he probably would have went down that road on his own, like... They show him in fucking science class. They're doing the dissection shit, and he's all interested. So I don't yeah. think uh, his DI could be blamed for that with doing the whole roadkill thing and the taxidermy. We have a clip here. You mentioned Evan Peters. We'll let it run just in the background. Um, he did a good job. The dad was the father from Step Brothers, so I was just waiting for Will Ferrell to, I don't even he know, was great. put his nutsack on someone's drum set. It didn't happen. Did not happen. It was... Pretty morose in how it ends. It wraps up nicely. Um, you can go ahead and Wikipedia this, but Jeffrey dies in prison. A lot of his victims, because of where he was staying at the time, he had you know he was a recluse. He worked at nights, didn't have any money, so he was living in the hood. And because of that, a lot of his victims were low income people. Some of them black, Mexican, Polynesian. It was really like the United Nations of of you know people he was murdering and then gay eating. Um, and because of that, a a murderous person of his own ilk inside of prison because of the reputation Jeffrey had once he arrived, your boy just, bah, bah, bah. you know, I don't even know how to, you know, tie Domi one, two, three dumb with a metal pipe and he killed him. Um, well, that guy was also psychotic though. Yeah. And his own, I mean, you have to be in, in your own right. And if you Wikipedia who that guy is, uh, he had a, he, he was originally in prison, I believe for murdering either his wife or it was yeah. a woman killed a woman and it was i think at the time he tried to convince the jury and everyone involved that he was psychotic himself so he knew your boy was a little weird um it, it happens though again i think it's just for me it was nice to see something on netflix that isn't dog shit um and actually takes the time to get the story right and it's a story that i think for me being like a millennial I don't know, bro. Like this plastic on the couch, cigarette smoking indoors kind of shit really appeals to me. Like I like it. What's going on? Do you know this kid? It, it also seems like a time when you could get away with stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. That to me is fascinating. Like, man like to now man. You, everybody's got cameras and shit. Yeah. Apps, your phone, right, is a tracking device in your wallet, right. in your pocket all the time. Uh, your car has computers and, and GIS mapping and stuff. They always know where you are. Um, 
I wonder if uh, the doctors that prescribed him the sleeping pills and stuff ever got investigated or something. Yeah, so he, his father at a young age obviously put him into these weird hobbies. He was always a smart kid. So when he flunked out of school, inevitably because he was an alcoholic, he ended up in the army. And a lot of his technical and scientific background allowed him to be in, in I don't know, like a a medical trainee in the army where he had access to a lot of this different medication. And yeah, Matt's referencing that and where like this dude was, that's how he learned Halcyon and all these different well, things that he was able to I, drug people with. He got all the sleeping pills cause he did, he worked nights. So he would go to the doctor and say, Hey, I need sleeping pills so that I can like do my job and stay up. And that's what he was using to kill these fuckers. Seriously? Ma'am. I mean, it's a, it's a good scene. I think this shows people as well. He looks kind of just like the dude. At at the time though, when I before we started the show, I'm like, okay, why? You know, you gay murder one to five people. You're doing it to fifteen to seventeen people in in one area. You got it. People got to talk. Like, how does he keep getting like young boy ass? And, and you got banned from the bathhouses. It's you know he he was a relatively. I'll show people. You know, he was a relatively handsome guy, and I think that's kind of why. Just like the for the seventies, right? And the Ted Bundy um, kind of effect, where it's like, I mean, even you see it now. You see ugly men that say Satan made him kill someone, and they got weird goth bitches, um, you know, like playing with themselves in the courtroom. So imagine somebody that's six foot tall, and again, I just think that has to be a part of it too. Like this guy isn't a ghoul. You know, he had, he went to high school. His father supported him. It's just strange. Like, this dude could have been a lot of different people. Um, or you see him in a lot of different people in your life. Like that one weird kid in your neighborhood. There was a kid, Dalton, um, that I went to school with. He lived in the development across the street. He was a little younger. Kid was fucking weird. He would just talk to himself and draw faces in the... What a uh, stupid name. Condensation on the school buses. Like, he'd sit alone and look out the window. It was disturbing. And I don't know. I just feel like this gets it so right in a lot of ways. It's it's in that sweet spot. And I, they actually, do you remember that one scene where that lady goes crazy in the courtroom? Oh yeah. So she's that, uh, she's pissed off now because I guess her family didn't know that this show was coming out. They found out when it got released. So supposedly, my name is Rita Isabel. That actually happens. So I'll show the people. Whatever your name is, Satan. I'm bad. Satan. This is how you act when you are out of control. Now, I don't want to ever have to see my mother go through this again. Never, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, I hate you, motherfucker. I hate you. This is out of control. Don't fuck with me, Jeffrey. I'll kill you, goddammit. It's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of refreshing because, like, obviously if someone, like, you know, took my Grammy and diddled her and left her in some bushes this is how you want to react this is visceral this is human so they did a good job of that one out of ten stars you know one review everyone knows the rules matt you're the we come to you for this the pop culture one out of ten how do you feel about this show seven and a half yeah i'll go eight and a half it was pretty slow i think for some people if you're a like you want to go to the movies and watch transformers six maybe this isn't for you but for everyone else, it is. Um, yeah, I had a couple of moments that were just kind of like, all right, let's move it along here. Let's do a little pivot here. Pivot! To Brett Favre. Um, this is a Hall of Fame quarterback, for those who don't know. Obviously, our demo, 
I see the analytics. We're in 20 countries, five continents on seven platforms. The YouTube is pushing over 50 subscribers, 30,000 views. We're on TikTok as well. Link is in the bio. 30,000? New, con new content every Thursday and Sunday. Um, but yeah, so our boy here, he's been out of the league for a while. And I thought when he was in the news and you like messaged me, I was like, oh, he's out of retirement again. Like copper fit worked. Fucking copper fit. But Typical that, demographic for those people too. Boomers. But that's not the case. You know, our boy, he still is slinging copper infused cotton socks and sleeves for your joints. But outside of that, he appears to be scamming cancer patients, children, and the disabled. Do you have any details on this? Well, apparently his charity, which I don't even know what the charity is supposed to be, like what that money's supposed to be going towards, but uh, yeah, that charity that. has been sending a lot of dough over to Southern Miss Athletic Department. And so, if you know... Uh, if you're not, you know, well endated or well endowed, let's say, because I'm a fucking idiot and don't have proper reading comprehension, I'm going to show the people. He went to college at Southern Miss, and obviously, in your retirement, a lot of people approach you and say, "Hey, here's an opportunity for X, Y, or Z. You can own a bunch of wing stops, or you can partner as a nonprofit with a local university and give backpack lunches to like kids in low income areas." And, and it all evens out. You make a little money, you help the community, it's good PR, it, it fills content for you on medias. Um, but, you know, Matt asked, very eruditely, what the fuck is this money supposed to go to if it, if it didn't go to his university? And apparently, um, it was supposed to go to disadvantaged children, disabled children, and breast cancer patients. Oh. Okay. So, Brett Favre... For Hope, which is the name of his thing, donated oh, 60000 U.S. dollars to University of Southern Miss in 2018. He continued to do that, uh, donating over $10,000 up through this year. Um, this is a welfare scandal. And according to this article, it is roughly $77 million in total, making it the largest public corruption case in Mississippi state history. Jesus. Brett. Brett. Brett, what are you doing, Brett? What's his accountant doing? That's the question. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. So, yeah, outside of Brett himself making poor choices, CTE. Well, what about he was on Vicodin. So. What about the people around him, right? Like, Brett, what the fuck are you doing? Um, now, according to this as well, Brett Favre sent text messages to the director of a nonprofit organization expressing concern regarding his name potentially getting out in the public. Um, Jen Sturcher? So that is a little bit of, um, what do you call premeditation. He knows in some instances, like he has the, the forethought to say, oh shit, I did some fucked up shit knowingly with intent. And now I'm going to try and attempt to cover my bases. Um, this is obviously fucked up. Good effort. And according to this, right, it's through 2018 through 2020 and the total money that he stole, uh, that went directly to his university so that they could have some weights. Get some more weights, extra weights. Uh, was one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Which, if somebody handed me that, I would I would slob on their knob for twenty to thirty minutes. I mean, that's life changing amounts of money, especially for people who are in need. And how does this make you feel, bro? Like, do you think you should like? 
obviously Brett Favre's a dog. He's got that dog in him. But like, do we still is he unlikable now? Like hundred percent? I don't know if he was ever really that likable though, outside of Green Bay fans. Uh he kind of took a little bit of a hit there with the whole Jen Sturger thing, and he's kind of being a piece of shit now. Speaking of, so Matt keeps Copper referencing fit. Matt keeps referencing Jen Sturger. You're like, who the fuck is that? So when Brett Favre had a little, I don't even know, it was a little liaison, a little matinee in New York for the New York Jets in 2009. He came out of retirement. Um, he was only there for one season. But during that year, he got himself embroiled in a sex scandal where he was sending text messages and sexual voicemails to a Jets uh, football beat writer or reporter. Right, She's just there to be a journalist like anyone else, and he's trying to eat her asshole. So I I have the video for the people. We're going to go ahead and play the voicemail um, because I've never heard this actually, so this will be good. Jim, it's not a setup. Just got done with practice. Um, got meetings here, and I'm up for about a couple more hours. I'm going back to the hotel and just just chill. So um, the mid deck. Uh, cause I'll be in the building. Um, oh, this is boring, Brett. Get sexual. Um, we do. Um, my... So that's what you think I think of you. Hmm. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, next voicemail. So this we're morning. some garbage can, huh? So that's what you think I think of you. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm still trying. Just got done with practice. I'll try the other phone. Could not sound any more desperate. Yeah, I mean, for one, obviously, women are a different creature, Brett. So, like, sending your penis and and sexually charged voicemails to a woman, like, it's a woman. Why would a woman want want that, right? Like, you're just thinking with your man brain. But Show us your knockers. Yeah, show, yeah. Of course, tits are get the fuck out, lady. And he's calling her, begging to see her after practice. Like, Brett, you're the man. You're a Hall of Famer. You chew Vicodin, like 12 a day. She should be running to you. Uh, you know, the whole oh dynamic's God. off. This is a top-notch comment on this YouTube video. Oh, uh, which one is it? It says Brett Favre set another NFL record after this. He became the first quarterback to record his own sack. <laughs> All right. Um, Excellent play on words. So, yeah, so this is obviously shocking. Like, Brett, you're not very likable anymore, bud. And you obviously had a Vicodin problem. Let me show people that video, too. You said it was Vicodin? Yeah, I got immediately interested in the side video over here that said he shook every night after quitting Vicodin. That's the exact video I found. It's an interview with Graham something. What the fuck is that? All right, I have to mute the Toyota Tundra ad. The new Tundras are nice. It looks honestly Ew. sick. I got a good RX video. What the fuck? All right, there's one more ad. Jesus Christ. This one is also I got for a good RX. One. Shows you how old I am. Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first nine months of the year were presumably really tough uh, on you. Uh, you know, you're. Now wife and daughter almost leave because of your mm-hmm. painkiller addiction. Uh, your sister was arrested for being in the car during a mm-hmm. drive-by shooting. Your brother 
drives drunk, gets in an accident. That this guy's voice is annoying. Your close friend. Mm-hmm. What was the difficulty like for you involved with going through all that? Well, um, you know, I thank God. I thank God. Just, it was kind of like talking to someone. All right, I'm going to skip to the part where he talks about Viking. I knew that I didn't necessarily need it, but I, but I sure liked the way it felt. Mm. Um, Out of way, Brett. And I yes, we all did. Um, How did it feel? Well, I, with that, you know, I tell people all the time that I, I took 15 Viking and ES at one time, and they, they're like, that didn't knock you out. And I said, it did totally the opposite. I was, I was up. I was I was up, and and that's kind Took of the a bunch way with of addictions and I was too. Fucking man. Up, man. What it what it's supposed to do, it it doesn't. So when so yeah, so you are right. Good fucking snipe, bro. Look at that pop culture reference pulling up that he had a Vicodin problem and was shaking at night. That's excellent content. So yeah, we're gonna move off that to something that I think is a little bit lighter, a little bit funnier. Um, this is a how do I explain this? This is a tweet I sent this to you in your DM. Quote Vice, which is a progressive news outlet they try to handle like the black market of news um edgy stuff that that like a general studies major in college is going to have in their dorm and this is quoted as saying vice tried to make a sympathy piece about reintegrating sex offenders into society and it ended up with this let's see what our boy had to say we all out here in this world and we all got to make it happen. It ain't nothing stopping me. So, like, I'm very hopeful and confident. After this interview, Ashif sent a picture of his penis to our producer. <laughs> it's fantastic. You had one job. You had one job. Picture of his penis to our producer. Dude, Can this is an amazing segue. How did I not even realize? We went from Brett Favre sexting to this dude sending a picture of his penis to a vice producer. Also sexting. Dude, we are locked the fuck in today. All right, so why don't you go ahead and hit subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Again, link in bio. see what the fucking producer looks like. At Pierce Podcast on Instagram. Um, let's get into our final source Final source. I can't even talk. Final topic Jesus. of the day. I appreciate you if you're watching this. We fucking love you. Like, I would diddle you the way Brett Favre wants to diddle any female journalist. Um, so, this is going to be shocking. We're going to get into this. I don't care. This might get us canceled. This is about Joe Biden's daughter's diary. We're going to get political. We're going to get deep. We're going to get dark. And I think... Outside of politics, picking a side, we love conspiracies here. And this is definitely a conspiracy. So Joe Biden has a bunch of kids, right? This is this is actually his kid. This isn't like a marriage. This is came out of his nuts. And considering that, and he's the president, any type of drama they're trying to quell. Um, and to start, essentially what happened is People broke into his daughter's home and stole a bunch of shit. And one of the things they stole was a diary, um, which is embarrassing, right? If you're over the age of 12 or 14, like, why the fuck do you have a diary? She has a ton of money. She's kind of cute. And obviously her father, 10% of the big guy, 
has made a lot of 10% to the big guy over a lot of years, and he's worth a lot of money. Like, she doesn't have any issues. Not even the first world problems that Matt has when, like, I don't know, there's not a deal on some new Makita drill or, or some shit, right? Like, Ew! Who the fuck wants a Makita drill? I thought you liked Makita. We went over this with the tools. It's so no. fucking confusing. Milwaukee or die. What about DeWalt? Eh. All right. So, and in this diary, right, it got stolen from her. It's been confirmed to be hers. The FBI went after the people that did take it, who happened to be journalists, right? It's still like guerrilla journalism. And uh, they're arrested. They're, they're, they're dead. They're dead. And some of uh, the contents of this diary have been speculative. And it's something that I think we should discuss because it's definitely not being talked about. The top quote on this says, from her perspective, was I molested? I think so. End quote. Uh, let's just get into this. Diddle alert. Matt loves a good diddle. Um, so she gets into some stuff right here. It says after, after declaring she was here for sexual trauma on page 23, which is dated from early 2019, uh, the author explores the topic of sexual abuse and how it may have led to her overactive sex drive. Quote, I've had one of my hardest days. My sex drive is out of fucking control. Like literally I am in heat. So this girl is just constantly sopped up. Jesus. Um, and here's a page from the She's article. a walking caution wet floor sign. So, slippery one wet, baby. Um, Thank you. Yeah, here's the page. Their pages are here, too, just so that people can see. Like, I'm not just making this up. Um, here's another quote. Was I molested? I think so. I can't remember specifics, but I do remember trauma. Being somewhat sexualized, she was quoted, along with a person named Caroline from a young age. Uh, the author, nice. I, again, they keep saying the author, but this is literally Biden's daughter, his sweet, sweet little like daddy daughter. She, she then went to write quote. She remembers showers with my dad. I'm going to repeat that. Our president was shout potentially allegedly hypothetically was showering with his own daughter to the age where she was conscious for it. And not only that, right? Like as a pre-tween, she had an issue with it. Yeah. Um, and she said, quote, they're also probably not appropriate. Uh, this is from page 83. Uh, he also, apparently, she writes in here, uh, called her crying. Our prez was crying. What a beta male. That's simp bitch. energy. Yeah, what a what bitch. A bitch. Corn pop would eat your lunch, buddy. Uh, quote, my, my dad cried on the phone saying he was, he has this debate in a week. And now he has to worry about the author. And he cried. Maybe he knows what he is doing and it worked but my feelings of guilt often are overwhelming. So she's pretty much tacitly implying that, you know, he's calling her and guilt tripping her into saying like, oh, we both know kind of I was inappropriate for X, Y, or Z reason, probably been discussed in that diary, but we all know it's fake and like, you know, sympathize with me and having to deal with this issue. Like what a piece of shit. And this isn't speaking to any of his, po I mean, this is just like man to man. This is like if, if I left my, one of my gorgeous pups at Matt's for the week, let's say, right? And I, I end up reading his diary, and it said that Matt diddled his asshole or something. Like, I'm going to have a Jesus. problem with that. That's man to man. That has nothing to do with Matt's, the cut of his jib. I can assure you I would not have done that. So this, again, is his daughter, Ashley Biden. Um, 
which, uh, you know, it could be a, a political thing. Some people are saying it's a whistleblower event. Obviously, with a lot of the censorship that's been going on online, this is one of the things that isn't discussed. Definitely a conspiracy. A couple of things that, that fulcrum an argument here. One, is it hers? Two, if it is hers, why are you jailing people that have it? Three, who had it? Four, is the stuff in it real? Which, if it is hers, it should be, right? Let's... why. What deranged psychopath, for one, in her 40s, has a diary, but not only that, lies in it. That's And weird. why is this not talked about more? I have zero idea. I will say, I think this might be analogous to, a, again, we have some people in, in, zero, Jesus, in Europe who speak weird. They talk like a dis. And in France, Racist. their prime minister, Macron, from what I understand, married his height his kindergarten teacher who's like 30 years older than him so in this weird new world order that's aligning itself with these weird leaders a lot of them have a similar like diddle baggage or you know there's some conspiracy theory surrounding them sex trafficking something a person a teacher a firefighter who knows matt you could be next well, fuck, I hope not, but I could be. I'm just Googling that kindergarten teacher thing so I don't look like an insane person, which we've talked about. A lot of these stories well, and things we discuss are only available with sources on like Reddit or 4chan, and it's like, I sound absolutely insane. Um, apparently it was his high school teacher. And... Well, she's kind of she's kind of beat to be honest. I don't know how to feel about her. Now, if that was my teacher, obviously that fantasy exists for us men. I'm going to I'm going to try. Let me try. Let me just try. Um, let's see here. How did she meet? Um okay, so in 1989, Bridget unsuccessfully blah blah blah. Uh Oh my God. So here it is. I'm so sorry. It was at Lycée La Providence that her and Emmanuel Macron, who is the leader of France currently, first met. He attended her literature classes and she was in charge of the theater class that he attended. Their relationship has attracted controversy and she is his senior by close to 25 years. It's right here. Ew. Yeah. And Macron has described it as, quote, a love often clandestine, hidden, misunderstood, by many before imposing itself. That was like a haiku that a diddler made up. I don't know what that means. What do you want me to take from that, sir? I don't like that one bit. That's concerning. You, fucked up. You know they have crazy, raunchy, loud sex. Like very, it's loud sex. That's how I'd characterize it. Loud sex. It's got to be weird. Total kink. And I don't kink shame. Like, God bless, you know? it's We only live once. Um, I think we're going to wrap here. We had a wonderful time with you. If you're still watching, we love you. Again, at Pierce Podcast on a bunch of new platforms. New content every Thursday and Sunday. Check out the YouTube. Uh, Matt, you got anything you want to sign off with, buddy? Uh, big weekend coming up here. Going to be up in uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah, me and Matt are going to get brunch. So we will uh, give you an update on that. Hopefully we will not get in a fist. Oh, yes. So we love you. We will be talking to you guys next week.
Thanks for sticking around. Peace, people.